Hello, and welcome to another episode of Engaging in Teaching and Learning. It's a podcast produced by the Virtual Learning Lounge, a network of online resources focused on teaching and learning at Las Cruces Public Schools. Through our interviews with LCPS staff, we want to celebrate what's happening in our district and learn more about how we can support all learners. I'm your host, Josh Silver, and I'm here with my co-host, Jesse Perio, and our guest, Vanessa, and uh, we're just really excited to get a chance to chat with you all today. So today's our second episode of the series, and we're going to continue discussing student engagement in remote learning, which is this, uh, I mean, obviously it's an experience that we're all sharing right now, but today we're going to look at that specifically at the middle school level, so that's sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. So we have Vanessa Dopovich with us. She teaches eighth grade. She's the film and broadcast magnet teacher at Sierra Middle School. She has been a teacher for four years, and she comes into this world after a 17-year career in broadcast journalism, which is just this really neat opportunity to, like, aside from the engagement piece, Vanessa, it's just this really neat um, blend of what industry looks like and how we can bring industry professionals into classrooms to really serve as real-life mentors for students. So, so you, you're, you're doing great work in lots and lots of ways. So welcome today. I, I appreciate you being here. Thanks for having me. This is going to be a blast. Sure. So can you tell us a little bit about, so what do you do at Sierra? What does your job look like? Kind of maybe pre-COVID and then currently, like what does a day in Ms. Dopovich's life look like? Well, pre-COVID, um, it was a little bit more fast paced. I will have to say that. Um, yeah. So I'm the eighth grade teacher in the media magnet. So that is, you know, doing things like running the morning broadcast for the school that, you know, runs on the closed circuit television system, um, doing the um, school uh magazine television show that, you know, goes around the school, sees what's going on, having kids interview um, their peers, teachers, kind of getting the pulse of the school, and then presenting that to um, the entire school community weekly. Um, that's also participating in film festivals, in media contests. Um, and yeah, so it kind of ranges from very um, centralized school programs all the way to competing nationally um, with their nice. media projects. So, so what does that look like today what did what did school look like for you this morning um well let me tell you it's kind of it's so interesting because you know last year we had the tech apocalypse as i like to call it and as you can imagine that impacted my program pretty heavily considering that's all we use so um that was a challenge there in a lot of ways but then i went straight to a different challenge on the opposite end of the spectrum to only having technology and that presented challenges in a completely different way that I would not have expected. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of trying to connect the theory of what we're doing in media, but not having the hands-on tools to do that. So um, it gets a little challenging, but, you know, I still think I'm making those connections and, and, you know, no one just wants to be lectured at through a screen for an hour a day. So I definitely am trying to, to break that up and still touch base in more, in more tangible ways with them. So, so, and and I, I hear you on that so much. So can you tell me about like, what are some of those tangible ways? Like how have you, I, I'm, I, this has my, been my favorite question to ask teachers this semester. It's like, how are you sort of breaking that barrier and like engaging with kids and just really building that relationship with them, which I know is so important in your program, in every program, but in your program, especially where you have the kids for multiple years. Yeah, so I had to get really creative and I can be pretty specific with you about it. Um, so in media and film, Please we learn about do. things. I would love to hear this. Please do. <laughs> okay. We all would love to hear this. Um, you know, in media and film, you have to learn things like good lighting and, and sound effects and sound techniques. So for the good lighting, 
you know, in, in the world of media, we have what's called three-point lighting, right? Where you've got a main light on a subject, a light behind them, and a light that fills them. And that's typically the lighting pattern that you would have to, to light someone you were interviewing on camera. So it's kind of like the basis of lighting. Well, um, kids can't, they don't have that equipment. I can't send it to their house. We don't yeah. have our studio environment. So it literally got to the point where it's like, find something in your house that creates light and make the same effect, whether that is the lamp on your bedside table, whether that is the flashlight on your cell phone, if it's, you know, um, some kind of lighting fixture in your living room, if, you know, whatever it is, do what you can with what you have, set up some kind of three-point lighting for me at home, give me a quick little video of it and turn that in, you know, and it's hilarious. You know, some kids are like, I had my, my sisters sitting on top of a chair with three flashlights and, you know, it's, it's hilarious. And, but it goes to show that you don't need that fancy equipment, you know, at the end of the day, um, it's your creativity and your motivation that matters. So, you know, yes, get that flashlight, get that, get that bedside lamp, you know, and um, it's kind of helped them to be um, more creative and resourceful, which, you know, is, a, is a, something you're going to need your whole life. So. So you, oh my goodness, there's like five things I want to say about what you just said. Well, one of them, I guess, really is. <laughs> To your point, like I, I hope that we'll look back on this time and think creatively about, or think positive, think, think back positively on the way that we were creative during this time. And to your point, I think that um, for especially middle school students, which is the focus for us today, that that ability to be creative is so they're at such a neat age, right, where they're old enough to know and still yeah. for that kid spirit. And so there's just like such a unique creativity that comes out of middle school students. So when you talk about lighting, like that's that's what they're that's how they're going to be making films at home and making movies at home so so that's exactly. really neat very nice so along those same lines um and we talked about creativity engagement and getting these student videos so the step the first step there vanessa is they have to show up and um they have to get Absolutely. there and they have to they have to engage and they have to attend um and as you know so for us especially in middle school right the second nine weeks of the school year in mid-october was a little bit of a like a a remote learning reset a little bit and where we sort of changed. Yeah. And I know that looks different in a magnet class, but we changed uh, sort of the number of ways or the, the number of minutes those students sort of encounters with the teacher and the ways they do that. So can you tell me a little bit about what uh, maybe air quote attendances looked like for you this semester? Um, and along those lines, have you seen a change from the first quarter to the second? And, and if so, yeah, just talk to us about attendance. Like how, what does that look like for you and, and sort of how do you quantify that or attend it? Yeah. Remote learning? Um, you know, in a way I am blessed that um, I have kids, you know, typically in a magnet program, especially this media magnet program, this is the one class they want to get to during the day. So I kind of already have that working in my favor. Um, but you know, at the beginning it was hard for everybody. I mean, I'm someone who's worked in media since I was a teenager and I still felt awkward the first day of Zoom class. It was still slightly terrifying when I've been on camera and behind the microphone. Like so why? Tell me about that. What, <laughs> what was, cause you like, to your point, you've done this your whole life. So what was, I, I think, what was terrifying for you? Cause if you're terrified as like the media teacher, <laughs> then what does that say to say, you know, I think that's just a nice, a powerful reminder of how teachers everywhere feel, right? Like. Absolutely. You, and for me, it, for me, it was, I, I think, the perceived awkwardness of, of the barrier of, of it being technology and only technology. You know, I'm fine with technology, but I've always had a hybrid of, in, you know, someone physically being there and working off that energy. Um, 
And also for me, you know, I have an extensive background in theater and that is completely always working off the energy of people on stage with you, the audience in front of you. And that's kind of how I see a classroom. That's kind of how I got into my teacher role, not coming from education is I thought, okay, right now this classroom is a stage. I am the actress on stage. I'm the teacher. And these are my castmates. You know what I mean? And so and you have to light yourself. I, <laughs> you have to let you have to know to light yourself but like I didn't have that energy to feed off of and I knew that students were just as awkward and scared as as I was um but I I think I have more in-person interpersonal techniques to deal with that in a in a physical setting than I do behind a screen um so yeah it was just kind of that uh, it was kind of like, I don't have, it's, you don't get that energy through a screen. You know what I mean? It's hard to get there. And we started to get there this nine weeks. I do have to say, um, you know, I have kids that will just, part of my routine and my attendance um, is that, you know, the beginning of class, and I would have never done this in person because okay. if we were in person in a normal classroom, I would be like, we have this film deadline. We need to get to business. We're on a deadline. Get started. <laughs> right. But now, I mean, I take a few minutes at the beginning of every, every class after I take attendance and I just, I talk with the kids and it's not even about what we're doing. Um, it's just checking in and maybe that's somebody wants to show me their dog or their cat or somebody got something new that was cool or exactly. Right. <laughs> um, or Somebody's telling me about Among Us, you know, this game that's all the rage right now. And I just, I set aside about five minutes to just talk with them. And some of my questions are prompts, you know, to get them talking. But at first it was awkward and it was like pulling teeth to get a kid to just turn on their microphone. But now when um, class starts and we take that role, sometimes they're just talking amongst each other and I'm just listening. And I feel like that's the biggest thing that we have lost um, in this online environment is yeah, I can talk to a kid and they can talk back to me. Yes, okay, that is participation. That is engagement. I, I, you know, I understand that. But the talking with each other piece, I think, has been a little bit lost and a little bit put by the wayside. And I think it's extremely important. And so when they're just talking about their favorite online game or they're talking about what they were doing on FaceTime last night, like I think that part has been lost. And so I encourage it. And I let it happen in, you know, in a structured environment for a little bit, and then we move on and we do our assignment. But I think that has helped my engagement more than anything else. Nice. Okay. And so along those lines, thank you. That's, uh, I agree with you. I think that all of us just want that time to chat and catch up with our friends, right? And see what's happening. And yeah. Like yeah. And they're not thing. getting that. Yeah. There's no passing period to be like, hey, what's up? <laughs> you know, there's no... <laughs> That's that's why you have to build in like virtual passing periods, right? So exactly. So, and your class again looks different, but you have because of that you have some really unique challenges. So I I say often that the Canvas or things like Canvas and Zoom, they're not the teacher; they're just a tool, right? They're just a tool in a toolbox. Um, for you in remote learning, are there other like what are some of those other maybe essential tools in your toolkit that you've come to rely on? And that doesn't even necessarily have to be software based, but just what are some essentials for you that you've like, I need this to be a part of um, success for me in terms of remote learning? Maybe things like like email or reaching out to parents on a regular basis or things like Canvas and Zoom. Or are there other things that you're using in class that, um, that you've been able to point to in terms of increasing student engagement? Yeah, um, well, most of mine are actually um, like software program based. I have to say I have used Remind more now than I have ever used it before. And I used it pretty heavily before with the magnet program. You know, that contact with parents is, is constant. 
But now with Remind, it is just so much more crucial because it's it's literally one of the only ways I can directly get to a parent, you know, without that middle, the middle messenger of a kid in a classroom. Um, yeah, I use Remind a lot. I have become a fan of Kahoot when I, and I had never, I had never had the time um, because you know this, when you're doing the media stuff like that, it's it's a lot you have to try to accomplish in a small amount of time. And so a lot of time the bells and whistles of those, or what I call the bells and whistles of those Kahoot things kind of take the background to, hey, we got to make this film this week, sure, you know? absolutely. Um, but now I can slow down and I can use it as a review tool, which is what I'm doing um, on the days when I'm not doing the active instruction. Um, Kahoot is a, a review tool. Pear Deck is uh, something that I'm using as a review tool to um, get the terminology in their heads, uh, you know, just the media terms and standards, those sorts of things. Um, I'm using a program that was bought by the district, I believe, last year. It's called ICEV. Um, it's like the career, yeah, awesome. tech-based I'm glad that you're online. using that. Good, good. I am using it heavily. What I do is I use I use their built-in worksheets and assessments and things as checkpoints. So I'm continuing with my curriculum, but I incorporate theirs into mine for some checkpoints along the way. Um, you know, uh, that that way. And so it kind of helps me guide in a structured way. And they have amazing video lessons um, that I that I use with the kids. And we'll start the, the class with that video lesson. And then I expand on it in a more real life, relate to them sort of way. But I love ICEV. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of the majority of what I've been leaning on right now. Good. I think that, so I'm hoping Carrie Hernandez is here and you talk about ICEV. She's probably doing it. <laughs> She'll be so proud. <laughs> it's a great tool. So, so Vanessa, I want you to like, I, I've thought about this question a lot all summer and in the fall, but um, what does, what does next school year look like in Vanessa's classroom? But like, what does five years from now look like in your classroom? Like what are, and so these are some of the things I've heard you say a couple of times here. I've heard you say, slow down. Uh, yeah. I've heard you say relationships and communicate and just sort of build in organic and natural kind of communication time. Um, but but what are like, how does this experience, the, this remote learning experience fundamentally or not fundamentally sort of change the trajectory of education, specifically in middle school? Like, what do you what do you see the future like looking like in, in your classroom? Um, you're completely right. The slow down um, factor there. Um, it was glaringly, it becomes glaringly obvious when you have no choice but to do that, obviously, right? Um, but I think in, in in my media program, I have the I have some big picture deadlines that I know I always have to get to every year. And so it's like, what gets me from A to B the quickest and most effectively when I, you know, stop and smell the flowers, as they say, you know what I mean? Um, so it's definitely that, and it's definitely not... Um, I don't know that I want to say quality over quantity because that kind of just doesn't exactly capture it. But um, if as long as they're engaged and they are learning, the pace to me now I understand is not as important. Um, and I and obviously um, my program is always going to rely on technology. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, but I've gone from you know two opposite ends of the spectrum with none to that's all I have. And so I think finding a middle ground there um, in a way that serves both of those is important. And so maybe incorporating, you know, in the next coming years, if you lost everything, here's how you would do this. Like, do you know what I mean? And I think that's important. That's yeah. um, what I would call the old school ways of doing things. Um, yeah. Students can, <clears throat> excuse me, students can understand the appreciation for 
the bells and whistle technology we have today versus back in the day, you know, and I do that with them a little bit, you know, I teach them like, you guys, things used to actually be on physical film and people would have to cut it with the razor blade and tape it back together, you know, like, <laughs> you know, those, those sorts of things. Um, and honestly, as the program, I would really, I hope that this helps other media teachers and also administration see that there are some software and um, like programs, resources that we don't have that, that would be very beneficial. Like my world would be completely different right now if all my kids had an Adobe suite in a cloud. You know what I mean? Um, my life would kind of almost be normal yeah. in terms of media if all of my kids had an Adobe suite to, to accomplish what they need because that's, that's the industry standard. That's the district standard on honestly for media. And so yeah. if those sorts of things would be in place, um, it wouldn't feel like so much of a setback. And so I hope that we can get to a point in the future with not only my class, my program, but with media across the district to where kids just have those resources. It's a given that if you're in media, you have these, you have re these resources. Yeah, especially um, because, and then not only have those, but have those on an individual device because of the remote learning situation, right? Like the ability to just go into Ms. Dopovich's lab to do that, we don't have that right now. Right. Uh, and so we just need that in a very different way, so. Yes. Thank you. So I have one more question for it. I want you to, so it's, you know, we've, we're, we're in, well, we're recording this right now before Thanksgiving. This will go out for our colleagues in the district um, in that gap between Thanksgiving and winter break. So we've been doing this now for a semester. Um, what, what advice do you have for like moving into next semester for, for, just sort of our collective colleagues, for our just collective teaching faculty in Las Cruces public schools, but really especially those middle school teachers. Like what from your, your lessons this fall, like do you have any words of wisdom or advice for us or recommendations on how to maximize student engagement and really um, make the most of whatever the spring semester is gonna look like for us? Yeah, um, I think because um, I came to education from such an unconventional path, that um, the basis for me and something I've, I've always feel has been my strong suit is building those relationships with kids. Um, it came much more natural to me than the standard teacher educational role. Um, just connecting with them, getting to know them, um, building those bonds with them. That's how you get kids to buy into the engagement piece. And that's, that's always been my strong suit because for a long time it was hard for me to be like, I'm your teacher because that's just not the realm I came from. But um, that's always been my strong suit. And I just encourage other teachers to, I know it can be such a pressure with the pacing guides and the curriculum and Absolutely. how do we catch up and how do we still make sure they got what they needed this year? I get that, I understand that. But this is a year where, where bonding and personal connection is gonna be just as impactful. And if you can take the time to make sure that happens in your classroom, you're gonna get that engagement. You're gonna get that kid that is going to turn on their camera for the first time or open up their microphone because they see that it's a safe place to talk to the teacher, to talk to each other, that jokes can be made that, you know, and all this can still happen while obviously you're getting all of that curriculum taken care of. Yep, I would just stress, um, and you could do it like I do with a, a structured amount of time in the beginning of the class, five minutes of, hey, what's up guys? or work it throughout however you want to get it done. But I just think that is the fundamental piece this year with kids' lives being so disrupted. Um, just to give them that sense of conversational normalcy 
will increase their buy-in to whatever you're doing in that Zoom classroom tenfold. That's awesome. Okay, I, now, I said I have one question, but now I have one more question. Uh, what's your first assignment for them in January? You guys go back. Okay, so <laughs> um, typically the next semester in our normal world, what I'll call that, um, would be prepping for competition season. So prepping okay. for our film festivals and, and those sorts of things. And so those are all happening virtually this year. So I'm kind of working out right now the logistics of how do my kids participate in those safely? You know, we can't, you know, they cannot meet in groups in person. I can't, you know, in good conscience say, go out into the public and run around and find me. <laughs> yes, find do me. not say that, Ms. Dopovich. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right, exactly. So I'm working that out, but I know for sure something it will be um, working on um, producing some kind of media projects to enter into those competitions. So I'm still working out the logistics. Thank goodness I have the break to figure out, you know, how do we get something done when a kid has a phone? And like I said, this flashlight and the cell phone light and the only actor they have is their little brother. Like, you know, how do we make, <laughs> how do we make this happen? So I can't tell you exactly what that is, but that's kind of the, the scope of next semester is how do we still be creative and create things um, and still be learning and creative with the restrictions that we've got. The, the restrictions may give you some of the best student films you've ever had, I'm right? Hoping like so. you I'm may have some of the most creative so things surprised. you've ever had. I know. So. <laughs> yeah. Ms. Stopovich, I am so thankful for your time. This is, it's, it's always great to catch up and it's so great to hear about what you're doing at Sierra um, and, and the Media Magnet in this most uncertain time, right? It makes me feel so much better to hear that if the, if the media teacher with 17 years of experience, if um, she enters remote learning in a fully technology environment uh, with apprehension and some fear, then that's, that's okay for all of us. So I think that's just a good reminder for, um, for all of us. So Vanessa, I really, I want to thank you again for your time. Um, and just let all of our listeners know that we, we do, we look forward to feedback on the show. We look forward to hearing about what you're doing in your middle school classes and how you're um, really increasing engagement and being thoughtful and purposeful about that. Ms. Dopovich, as those student films get finished up in the spring, send them our way. I'd be happy to, to share of them course. out with listeners. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get them out there for you all. So, and if we'll just ask our viewers and or our listeners in closing, um, follow VL2 LCPS, VL2 Virtual Learning Lounge, LCPS on Twitter, that's on Facebook, Instagram, um, and share feedback about the, this podcast episode and future podcast episode ideas. We're, we're always looking for them and you're welcome to send those to VL2 at LCPS.net. So again, I, uh, Vanessa, I appreciate your time. TSS, Matt Dawkins is here running audio and everything for us. And Jesse, I appreciate uh, Mr. Perio, the, the time and the organization, it's, it's good to hear um, and have a way to share this information with our, with our, uh, with our Las Cruces Public School community. So I hope everyone has a great day. And uh, again, thanks. <laughs>